The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. This is our cell meeting, fellowship group meeting on a Wednesday, so it's a little bit longer than usual. But uh, we've got the audience here tonight. Guys, say hi. Hi. And um, let's get right into it. Now, as you always know, we always start with prayer. How can you start a meeting without our dad? So, although he's already here, let's just invite him into this time of prayer. Amen. Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're always here. We thank you that you have got some very interesting things to say. And I thank you, Father, for helping me heal to your spirit and get this message across in great power. I pray, Father, that you think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords. I pray all of you and I pray none of me. That's so important. And then, Lord, I'm also praying for the listeners tonight and the people who are streaming tonight, Lord, I pray that you give them eyes to see, give them ears to hear, and give them a heart that understands. And I thank you for that in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You guys agree with that prayer? Yes. That's a good prayer to pray, eh? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, we are starting a new series called Faith. Start to finish. All right. The Lord gave me this title because the believer should be living by faith every single day of their life. This is not a good suggestion or a good idea that comes from the pulpit. This is actually supposed to be a way of life. And so to get that across and so that we can understand how important that is, we are going to be going through a lot of scripture tonight. All right. So I want you guys to turn to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. And uh, once you've got that, I want you to look for the book of Romans chapter 1. Can I give you more? <laughs> yeah, Habakkuk chapter 2, Romans chapter 1, and even Galatians chapter 3. We're laying a good foundation, and I'm just following the leading of the Lord here. Faith from start to finish. Romans chapter 1, verse 17, Galatians chapter 3. Verse 11, and then obviously Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. <laughs> Is that a lot, Susan? <laughs> okay. If you are in the book of Habakkuk, I want you to let me know. Just say amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Have you got it, Marius? Yes, I Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Yeah. Now let's go to Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. When you're there, say Amen. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, 
as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Amen. And then I want you to go to Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. <laughs> what Bible have you got there, Marius? Uh, Galatians 3 verse 11. All this is from the King James, eh? Got to lay it down a good, solid 11. So when you're there, just say amen. Amen. Okay. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. Are, are, we, are, we, going, are we going somewhere here? Yeah? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 Can you guess what's coming? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 Hallelujah <laughs> When you're there say amen. amen Now the just shall what? The just shall what? The just shall what? Live by faith. Isn't that interesting? But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. See, we are not supposed to live by faith only when a crisis comes up. This is the problem with the church today. And so when the crisis does show up, they don't have faith because they didn't get an opportunity to develop their faith. See, they only want to live by faith when the crisis shows up. And because you're not ready and you're not equipped, you can't take that thing down. It's a mountain and it might as well stay as a mountain. Everything in the kingdom of God Runs by faith. Yeah. Everything. You can't operate in the gifts of the Spirit without faith. Amen. You can't function by the fruits of the Spirit without faith. You can't love without faith. Yes. You can't receive your healing without faith. You can't receive your prosperity without faith. You can't receive the blessing of the Lord without faith. Can you see how important it is that we understand this force called faith? Because without it, you've got no access to the kingdom of God. In fact, I'll go so far as to say this. You've got no access to God. You know, I hear far too many people saying, no, I'm praying. You know, I'm praying. I hear people say, I've cried. Guess what? That means nothing. God is not moved by your tears. You can cry and cry and cry all you want. But the scripture says, the just shall live by tears. It doesn't say that. So why are people crying? The just shall live by praise. But why are people saying, hey, I'm praying? I've got news for you. Even your prayer has got to be a prayer of faith. Even when you communicate and fellowship with the Lord, even that has got to have faith. Now, what I want to do is I'm just uh, I'm following my notes as, as what I can. We're going to read quite a bit of scripture now. Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm doing this specifically from the message translation. All right. Uh, Hebrews 11, we're starting in verse 1. And we're going to read all the way through to 35. From the message. Yeah, from the Message Bible. And the reason why we're going to do that is I like to call this, I like to call this the, the hallmark of faith. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is the passage in the halls of heaven. And you see these people's uh, victories displayed. You know, this is where the heroes are. 
You're not going to find it anywhere else. You find it here in chapter 11, and it's quite a lot. And the Apostle Paul, when he was writing this, he was so stirred up, and you're going to see. And he's just quoting person after person after person what they achieved by faith. And I'm reading it specifically from the message translation because it's a little bit of a modern vernacular. And you can understand it a little bit more. There's some words that I would change here and there. Uh, But let's start off here in verse 1. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. Isn't that interesting? The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. By faith, now that you're going to see a lot of this, and let that make a mark in you. By faith, you're going to to see that a lot. By faith, we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see. By an act of faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was what he believed, not what he brought, that made the difference. That's what God noticed and approved as righteous. After all these centuries, that belief continues to catch our notice. By an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. They looked all over and couldn't find him because God had taken him. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken, he pleased God. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Isn't that powerful? Let's carry on reading. By faith, Noah built up a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. The result, his family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line before the evil and the unbelieving world and the righteousness of the believing world. As a result, Noah became intimate with God. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, he lived in the country promised him, lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real eternal foundations, the city designed and built by God. By faith, barren Sarah was able to become pregnant, old woman as she was at the time, because she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said. That's how it happened. That from one man's dead and shriveled loins, they are now people numbering into the millions. Isn't that powerful? eh? Mm -hmm. Each one of these people of faith did not yet having died, not yet having in hand what was promised, but still believing. How did they do it? They saw it way off in the distance, waved their greeting and accepted the fact that they were transients in this world. People who live this way make it plain that they are looking for their true home. If they were homesick for the old country, they could have come back any time they wanted. But they were after a far better country than that heaven country. You can see why God is so proud of them and has a city waiting for them. By faith, Abraham, at the time of testing, offered Isaac back to God. Acting in faith, he was, a, he was ready to return the promised son, his only son, as he had been to receive him. And this after he had already been told, your descendants shall come from Isaac. Abraham figured that if God wanted to, he could raise the dead. In a sense, that's what happened when he received Isaac back alive from off the altar. By an act of faith, 
Isaac reached into the future as he blessed Jacob and Esau. By an act of faith, Jacob on his deathbed blessed each of Joseph's son in turn, blessing them with God's blessing, not his own, as he bowed worshipfully upon his staff. By an act of faith, Joseph, while dying, prophesied the exodus of Israel and made arrangements for his own burial. Wow. Just right, I'm, I'm still busy, but just that. He prophesied the exodus of Israel and then made plans. And remember, they only left 430 years later. But he made plans and said to them, now listen, boys, you guys are going to leave Egypt. Well, we're not going to leave Egypt. I'm telling you, you're going to leave Egypt. And when you do, I want you to take my bones with me. That's faith. <laughs> Let's carry on reading. Uh, by an act of faith, Moses' parents hid him away for three months after his birth. They saw the child's beauty and they braved the king's decree. By faith, Moses, when grown, refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. He chose a hard life with God's people rather than an opportunistic soft life of sin and with the oppressors. He valued suffering in the Messiah's camp far greater than the Egyptian wealth because he was looking ahead, anticipating the payoff. By an act of faith, he turned his heel on Egypt. Indifferent to the king's blind rage, he had his eye on the one no eye can see and kept right on going. By an act of faith, he kept the Passover feast and sprinkled Passover blood on each house so that the destroyer of the firstborn wouldn't touch them. By an act of faith, Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians tried it and drowned. Huh? By faith, the Israelites walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians tried it. Why did they drown? No faith. That's what happens. This is why a lot of Christians are failing today. They are trying faith instead of doing faith. There's a massive difference. You saw what happened to the Egyptians when they tried faith. There's a lot of Christians that try it. Yeah, they drown. Let's go on now. By faith, the Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho for seven days and the walls fell flat. By an act of faith, Rahab, the Jericho harlot, welcomed the spies and escaped the destruction that came on those who refused to trust God. I could go on and on, but I've run out of time. There are so many more. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah. David, Samuel, the prophets, through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work, took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, sword thrusts, turned disadvantaged to advantage, won battles, routed alien armies. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who under torture refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, another resurrection. That's it. Do you see the victories that come as a result of living by faith? Now, I don't hear people talk about faith, like I said. I hear people quoting about how they prayed. I hear these amazing testimonies. Sorry, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm a student of the Bible. It's easy for you to come and tell me some um, whippersnapper story. I haven't been there. I can't witness it. You can make yourself sound like a general in the eyes of God. But there are keys that are missing in your story. I don't hear faith. And when I don't hear those things, sorry, I don't believe you. Now, uh, here's the interesting thing. Here's the good news. When you got born again, you have been given faith by God. 
It's not something that every single person on planet Earth has. Not everyone has faith. But we have been given faith. And that's what separates us from the world. Go and look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3. And I'm reading from the King James, of course. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. You there? You know what to do? Okay. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. You've got the same faith that we just read in the Hall of Fame in the book of Hebrews. But it's in a measure form. Every single one of us, when we got born again, all of us were dealt an equal measure of faith. What you do with it is up to you. Now the problem is, Christians are not living by faith Every single day. So like I said, when the crisis comes up, they don't understand. They've just got a measure. Someone says, no, it's all the same. Really? Why is it that Jesus said to his disciples, you of little faith? And why did he say to the ruler of the synagogue, I have not seen such great faith. So your faith can dwindle, but if you look after it, that measure that was given to you, it can grow and it can become great. You have to develop develop your faith. So what is faith? Faith, simply put, is confidence in God and in His ability. That's all it is. It's confidence. We, the proper biblical term that you use is faith, but it is actually called confidence. And that's what you use in our current vernacular. You are confident that he can pull off for you what you are not able to do for yourself. That's what it is. There's nothing difficult about it. And you have been given that measure of, of confidence in God. It doesn't work anywhere else. It only works in Him. A good Bible definition of faith is found in the life of Abraham. If you turn to Romans chapter 4, verse 21, and I'm going to read uh, from three different translations. The Amplified Classic, and I'm going to read from the King James Version, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. So we'll start with the Amplified Classic first. Romans 4.21, say amen. Amen. Okay. Yeah, it's talking about Abraham, watch this, fully satisfied and assured that who? Fully satisfied and assured that who? God was what? And what? Mighty, to keep his word and to do what he had promised. Do you see? Do you, do you see what faith is? Faith is confidence in God. That's what it is. So he was fully satisfied. Who's fully satisfied? We're talking about Abraham here. Abraham was fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty. God, not Abraham, was able and mighty. No. That God is able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. Uh, Let's look at it now from the King James Version. Yeah, Romans 4.21. King James Version, you guys there? And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. That's what it is. Once again, confidence in what God can do. 
confidence in him, confident in his ability. That's what faith is. Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, God was able to perform. Now, you don't, you, you don't hear about this stuff when you're talking about, oh, I prayed and, you know, God just, I hear people that are struggling, people that are going through hard times. And then they say, oh, I've prayed, you, you hear this long list, 300 prayers, but they can't seem to pray themselves out of a wet paper sack. I mean, you, I'm, I'm honest here, I'm not being rude, but you're looking pretty stupid in front of me because what's the first thing I'm going to say? Where's your faith? Because they're talking about, oh, I, I prayed this, I pray. I just hear pray, pray, pray all the time. I'm not hearing that foundation of faith. Where's the faith? Where is your faith? Don't talk to me about your prayers. Oh, I talk to God. I hear testimonies as well. I hear people say, oh, I cried before the Lord. And they, they got media attention. I cried before God and he answered my prayer. No, God's not moved by your tears. If God was moved by your tears, guess what? Everyone's prayer would be answered. Yeah, because everyone is crying. Someone says, no, brother, people are in faith. Oh, really? Why did Jesus say, when I come back, will I find faith? No, people are not in faith. People are in tears. And they think that is going to get God's attention. Sorry for you. There's no scripture in the Bible to support that. Amen? Amen. You've, got to, you've got to have a solid, firm foundation in order to get results. Yes, Marius, I used your term, foundation. <laughs> Let's look at uh, Romans 4.21 from the New Living Translation. Say amen if you're there. He was fully convinced. Look at that. Who, who, who was fully convinced? Abraham. Yes. Abraham was fully convinced that God is what? Able to do whatever he promises. That's faith. Confidence in God and his ability. So when you're talking to me about, you know, I prayed and I, I want to hear first of all, where is your confidence and where is your confidence in what he can do? I don't want to hear about, you know, people like to tell stories because they want attention on themselves. But you're not fooling God. God's watching you. You are lying. If there were these miraculous prayers being answered all over the country, the country should not be in the condition that it is. Am I being hard here? Yeah, that's a good one, Maurice. Watch this. Uh, go to Matthew chapter 9. I told you we're going to go through a lot of scripture. <laughs> but we're setting a foundation. You know, when you talk about faith, there, there are Christians that don't know what faith is. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 30. And I'm looking from the New Living Translation. If you can understand that faith is you having confidence or you, or you are using the faith that God gave you. He, he gave you a supernatural confidence. He gave that to you. That's not natural. There's nothing natural about faith. It was given to you and it was given to you in an equal measure. And now uh, let's just read this, and I want you to see this. After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. Do you think that they have faith here? Huh? Yeah. Why? They're confident. Yeah. There's the, the scripture says they shouted. They're shouting after Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying. And Jesus asked them, Do you guys have the ability to pull this off for yourself? <laughs> no? What did, what did they ask? What did he ask them? Yeah. Do you believe 
that I can make you see. Yeah. What translation is that? New King James. New King James. Do you believe that I can make you see? You see the confidence? Yeah. I want to know, are you confident in my ability? That's what faith is. We're talking about groundwork here. We're talking about a, a, an established foundation. We're talking about from, yeah, if you can understand, number one, that you have been dealt a measure of faith and you can understand what that faith is. It's confidence in him and in his ability. And you can see in the Hall of Fame, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 through 35, you can see what these guys have accomplished by faith. You'll stop using the words prayer and talking to God so much and you'll start using Bible terms. And you'll start getting results because you're talking about faith. So they, uh, they went right into the house where he was staying. Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? What's their reply? Yes, Lord, they told him. Watch this. They didn't leave it at that. We do. <laughs> do you think they believed? They believe. They went after him, man. He asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, we do. That's faith. Uh, then he touched their eyes and said, it's all up to me. And I'm feeling generous today. And I'm going to let you see. No. no? No. This is what people think. We're going to talk to God and we'll see if he's in a good mood today. That's how they are. They believe this. This is Christians. If they died, they'd go to heaven. But they live. But they are living. Oh, listen to me. They're leaving. <laughs> they're living a very defeated life on this earth because they think it's all up to him. That's what they believe. And I'm just hoping that someday he's just going to just have mercy on me and and and. I want him to feel sorry for me. I mean, look at my plight. Look at my situation. Yes. And if he could, if if he could just pull it off, I know he could do it. No, that's. It sounds right. It sounds very humbling. It's not in the Bible. You're wasting your time. Here's here's Jesus's reply. He touched their eyes, and he said. Because of your faith, it will happen. Because of your faith, it will happen. Do you have confidence in me? Yes, Lord, we do. Because of your faith, not because of me, because of your faith, it will happen. How many of you will know it's important to have faith? Huh? Because without it, you've got no access to God whatsoever. But yeah, he's saying, because of your faith, it'll happen. Watch this. Let's see if their faith worked. Then their eyes were opened. Oh, glory to God, it worked. <laughs> and they could see. The Passion Translation says, you will have what your faith expects. You will have what your faith expects. The Passion Translation. That's awesome. According to your faith, mm. let it be done unto you. Amen. Mm. New King James Version. Yes. Okay. Mark eleven twenty two. You don't have to go there. Um, but Jesus said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Your confidence... Is not in yourself. It's not up to you. You don't have to pull it off. It's directed away from you, but it's directed to God. That's what faith is. That's what confidence is. But it's a supernatural confidence. It's not the it's not the confidence that we have. In this in this world, you understand it's a it's a higher level of confidence, and it's a confidence that you can actually develop, and it's a confidence that you can grow into. 
you can go to a whole other level with this confidence. That's the good news. You've been dealt the measure of supernatural confidence, but it doesn't have to stay there. You can grow it and you can come to a place where Jesus looks at it and says, hey, Trevor's got great faith. I don't know about the rest of those oaks, but hey, Trevor's got it. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, they are. You, that's what you should be speaking. So people in general don't have a concept of what faith is. They don't have a concept of how faith works. Some don't even believe that you can get your prayers answered. How sad is that? Born again, blood washed, completely redeemed from the curse of the law. And they got that weird mindset. Some still might only have two pieces of the puzzle. And they think they got the whole thing together. I'm talking about faith, the concept of faith and how it works. And that's why we are doing this series so that we can break it down in detail and that you have a better idea of what all is involved when it comes to faith, you understand. There are various aspects to faith. What, what God will do is, as we talk about this and we break it down, He's going to add to you, okay? He's going to add to you. And uh, what do I mean by that? The answer is very simple. He'll give you a revelation in a particular area of faith. Faith is a very huge topic. It's a very huge topic. And we're still growing in it. But we cover one aspect and he'll open up your eyes to that. And you'll get understanding and then we we discuss another aspect of it and he'll open up your eyes to that and he'll add to that and what's happening is you've been built up and built up and built up and you can understand the inner workings of faith how it works can you use the example like with kenneth hagan he only believed you could use faith for healing and then God taught him that you use the same faith for finances. Yeah. So all the time he always thought he could just use it for salvation and healing. Yes. And he learned that that same faith gets used for finances. Yes. Yeah, faith is a universal force. It's like I said, it's just confidence. Some <laughs> And you can flick the different channels. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've got, you can have faith for healing, but your faith is not developed in finances. You understand? So what's going to happen is you need to go and work on that area and develop and cultivate your confidence in God to supply your needs. But you might be very developed in your faith for healing. It comes to you easy, but you're broke and you're living in a shack. It's not the end of the world, but you're not sick. <laughs> you can believe your way out and you just use the exact same principles. And that's what we're doing. We're breaking this thing down so that you can understand what faith is. Because people are praying all sorts of silly little prayers and they're crying tears before God and they're calling it faith and they're saying, Yeah, no, God heard me. You know, and then when nothing happens, they're quite okay with it as well. I don't understand that. It wasn't God's will. Yeah, it, it wasn't God's will. It wasn't his time. Yeah, wasn't his time. Yeah. And they'll go through anything, but you'll notice they'll never question themselves. Mm. They'll never judge themselves. And that's a problem. Yeah. Why, why did Jesus say to Peter, Peter, I pray that your faith fail not. fail not. If you can't fail in your faith, why is Jesus wasting his time praying that prayer? Someone needs to inform him. Huh? So we've got a lot of Christians. Here's the, here's the raw truth. You know, when you deal with media, you, and you take your SD card out and you put it in the, the Mac and you're going to start doing conversions and so forth, you get a raw file. It's not edited. Here's the raw truth. There's a lot of Christians with failing faith. 
and they got no clue that they're failing in their faith. And they're making excuses for it. Making excuses for it. Don't want to be judged. They're perfect. I've done everything right. Wrong. If you did everything right, you would have got it right. Yeah. I want to just move over a little bit more and touch on this, and then we'll be closing. I'm like the Apostle Paul. See a long letter that I've written with my own hand. <laughs> and or, or in another place he said, I'm closing. And then he just carried on writing. He's not closing anytime soon. <laughs> uh, we'll close, don't worry. Faith and feelings are not the same. We need to touch on this. We need to address this. We're talking about now, you have been given the measure of faith. Okay? Faith in God. Faith in His ability to pull it off. So now you start the process and you believe in God. Guess what? Feelings start talking to you immediately. Well, they have to be there. You can't, you can't just not have the feelings come here and talk to you and say, uh-uh. That, that's not going to happen. That's something you must more just accept and just go through that. Go through that valley. Okay? So, faith and feelings are not the same thing. Yet, the believers are treating it so. Some people are praying praise and they base it on their feelings. There is a stark difference between your faith and your feelings. The problem is, both of them want to function at the same time. Yet both of them are going in the opposite directions. So, you you believing for healing? Faith says, I'm healed. The feelings step in and say, no. Where are you healed? Come on. And then... If you really struggle with doubt and unbelief, the devil will jump in there as well. Don't, don't mix the two. Don't blame everything on the devil. It's just your feelings as well that you've got to deal with. Both of them have voices. Both of them demand your attention. Yet you can only pay attention to one of them. Faith doesn't need feelings in order to believe. It can mosey on down the road with not a feeling in sight. Um, you know, people like to get caught up on this, um, looking for a confirmation before you believe. You got the word of God, man. Believe that. Amen. Why are you waiting for confirmations first? Oh, that person spoke to me and said, I'm going to get healed. That person spoke. Oh, that's a confirmation of the Lord. Hey, you've got by his stripes, you were healed. That's confirmation enough. Yes. Stop going by feelings. Yes. It can do, uh, your faith doesn't need feelings in order to believe. It can do quite easily without it. It just needs a word from God and then it's home, James. That's it. Faith doesn't require feelings. Feelings, on the other hand, are usually 99% contrary to what God said. <laughs> your feelings come from your five physical senses, what you can see, hear, taste, smell, and touch. And if it's not there, the feelings will tell you it's not true. So you're believing for a spouse, Susan. Faith says, I'm married. Your flesh says, hell no. Where, the, where on earth are you married? Are you, are you mad? Don't you go and declaring that to people. You see that war that's going on? Immediately. You've got to tell your flesh, hey. If we follow you, we're going to be single for the rest of your life. So you just shut your mouth and take a back seat. I'm driving. You see, you, you see how faith doesn't need feelings. And feelings don't need faith. They go contrary one to the other. You have to make the decision. It's not up to God. It's not up to the devil. It's all up to you. Yes. So it's why the scripture tells us, and um, it tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. 
And uh, from the uh, Passion Translation especially, it says, For we live by faith. There it is again. We live by faith, not by what we see with our eyes. How many people can accept that? We just brush over that. And then the pressure shows up. And guess what? We want to look with our eyes. And we want to make a judgment call with our eyes. But Paul says we don't live by, we don't live by what we see with our eyes. We live by faith. We don't need the five physical senses. You also need to accept that the five physical senses are going to talk to you. You need to come to terms with it. You need to accept that. You don't need to put up with it. So what I'm saying is, don't sit there and not expect the challenges to come up against you and then get stark frightened when it shows up and you're battling with this doubt. You don't have to be. Just say, I knew you were coming. I knew you were coming. You're supposed to be here. You're the flesh. It's what you do. I'm not going to back down. That's it, Susie. I'm not going to back down. I walk by faith. Uh, Mr. Flesh, <laughs> you say, uh, Mr. Flesh, according to, I've got a report here. Sorry, this, this report is sworn in blood. I walk, I live by faith. King James says, I walk by faith and not by sight. Now, let's look at uh, Peter and the boat in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 31. Matthew chapter 14. I'll tell you what, when you go over the basics, it's good. Matthew chapter 14, 22. We'll go with the King James. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 22 to 31. You guys ready? Watch this. Straight away, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went in unto them, walking on the sea. Tell me, is that normal? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, the just shall live by faith. What's he doing? That's it. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. <laughs> and they cried out for fear. But straight away Jesus spake unto them saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. This happened. This is a real account. This is not in the shallow end of MacArthur's swimming baths. <laughs> You don't get boisterous waves by the first and second steps. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O you of how much faith? Little faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Now, it's interesting that he was on the boat. When he saw Jesus, he said, if it's you, and this, by the way, after Jesus said, it is I, yeah. he goes, if it's you, bid me to come unto you. The man got out the, the boat and he walked on water. He was doing it. He pulled it off. And what happened? Watch this. Yeah. But when he saw, what's that? Five physical senses. The eyes. Yeah. He got over into reasoning. There is no faith in your flesh. Nada. 
That's why you can't count on it. That's why Peter sunk. That's it. You can't have faith and listen to the five physical senses both at the same time. Fear is a bully. And it will always push your faith out the way. Always. Yeah. You cannot believe in both at the same time. You have to make a decision. And, of course, you know, he looked at it, he was afraid. And the fear set in, and it kicked the faith out. And when the faith is out, he can't walk on the water anymore. It doesn't work like that. And he started to sink, and he called out to Jesus. Thank God he did that. Jesus didn't let him go, blah, 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 teaching you a lesson. Do that again in front of my other disciples. <laughs> no. But that marked Peter's thinking that day. So can you see the shift? You can't believe in two uh, things at the same time. They're contrary one to another. Note how Peter also, note how Peter was waiting for a word before he could believe. Once Jesus said, come, Peter now had faith to walk on the water. What if Jesus never replied? Yeah, nothing for him to walk on. No faith. Interesting, eh? And I'll end it on this. Faith comes by what? Hearing. What did he hear? Come. Wow. Let that sink in. And he was able to. Did you get something out of this tonight? Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, we are now going to end the session in a word of prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for this word that you've given to us tonight. Thank you for laying a foundation, an introduction to what faith is, how important faith is. We thank you for your spirit, Lord. We thank you for this time that we have tonight. And we praise you and we give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name. Remember, faith comes by hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.